0: Top five, top five, top five mics. (laughs) It's your boy, Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Idea Manhood episode 34. Back at it again one more time. It's June. What's today? June 2nd. It's, it's, It's hot outside. It's officially summer. Everything's heating up. You got politics heating up. You got the news. You got music. You got sports. This is a crazy time of year. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, my new podcast resolutions, I'm trying to keep episodes to, if it's just me, 30 minutes. Okay, I'm learning. This is a life lesson right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to recognize that maybe I talk too much. I explain myself too much. That's um, something that, I, you know, as someone that communicates uh, for living, you know, that, that's, you know, to, to get my message across when the work that I do at home, you know, communication is key. And, you know, as I'm raising a child and raising two children, I find myself pressuring them to get to the point. What is it you're trying to say? Be clear and consistent and intentional with your words. Um, and so while I've somewhat, uh, while I've been very adamant on this show, on my podcast about, you know, not really rehearsing and, and not having an outline and just kind of speaking from the heart. And I'm still going to do that. I need to do that with more intention and be a little bit more direct with what I'm saying. So I'm trying to keep my episodes to 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 30 35 minutes and we'll see what happens right so thank you so much for tuning in we have a lot to talk about i'm not taking any breaks the music minute hip hop minute um i want y'all to know that if you haven't listened to chance the rapper's new mixtape quote unquote air quotes mixtape called the coloring book please do that i know i have a lot of older listeners people that might not be hip to what's going on with, with hip hop and in the music Industry right now, but Chance the Rapper. I think that I can't even remember. I can't remember what I talked about. Um, if I talked about this or not, but even if I did, it's worth going back to. Uh, Chance the Rapper released a mixtape called The Coloring Book. He's from Chicago. He's down with uh, with uh, with Kanye and them and uh, with some folks. He is the rapper that rapped on Kanye's The Life of Pablo. In um, in the first song of the album, why can't I think? The ultralight beams. Um, he he's the one that did that rap. So basically, he made an album that's entirely like that song. It's very gospel influenced. It's very soul influenced. Uh, even though it's not there's not there's there's Christian undertones in terms of Christianity, um, but the sound of the album is 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 a gospel soulful. It's soul music uh, with the hip hop overlay and it's cool because you know he's not rapping about christianity and and uh and and he's not doing what lucre does lucre is a gospel artist and he raps from a christian perspective uh chance is a regular guy that clearly you know loves god and wants to infuse his music and wants you to hear that so it's a really interesting piece of work um it sounds good and it just feels good too everybody knows that goes to church or you know you dibble dabble in church in the gospel music it's a song called um how great is our god sing with me how great is our god and so he takes that song you know strips away the beat and just comes in and raps over it. it has a guest verse from j electronica that's bananas uh so definitely check that out if you haven't um so music has been crazy so we have that we have uh shortly thereafter you know my favorite song on the summer so far is all the way up nothing can stop me so you know fat joe has his song with remy ma they're doing a joint album together i know i've talked about that this week your boy Jay Z J Ho Sean Carter the God came and spit a hot couple verses on that track and killed it just the way that he should and could. Um in in the verse, he's addressing lemonade. You know, lemonade is a popular drink and it still is. Uh completely to me, proving that him and Beyonce have our hearts on a string and they know exactly what we can do you know it's so funny i went to my boy's house uh over the weekend and we just happened to have on you know it was uh just had the tv on and on the run concert was on the one that they filmed on hbo but the show that beyonce and jay-z did a few years ago uh with their with their joint tour and i'm looking at the tour i'm looking at the video. And actually, my wife and I actually went to see that tour in Baltimore. And what I learned and gathered from that is that Jay-Z and Beyonce could tell us and make us feel whatever they want to. And people will believe it. And, you know, whatever was happening in their lives in the music in 2012 was right and real and as real as they wanted us to believe it was at that time and the same thing is happening with lemonade whatever they want us to feel we feel and that's to me that makes them amazing artists that's what art is right it's an exchange of feelings that you want people to experience your art the way you want them to. You don't want them. I mean, you want people to have their free thought and process, but you want people to experience your art and then talk about it for years and feel something. You know how much music I listen to and don't feel anything and just kind of just like, mm, oh, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, Jay and Beyonce have this uh, this uncanny ability to put something out there and make everybody feel it. Um, because we were watching the, we were watching the show like yo, they really love each other. they're so much in love they're showing videos they're standing there hand in hand smiling, swaying, you know, going back and forth you know beyonce's doing her little jay-Z moves. I mean it was it was fa- it was fascinating then to look at the juxtaposition between that and two years, three years later lemonade like whoa you know but anyhow, Jay-Z hopped on the remix, and it was crazy. Shortly thereafter, as if this week couldn't get any better, um, Pusha T, Virginia's own, Virginia's finest, Pusha T of the Clips released a a single called, wow, can't remember it right off the top of my head, but Jay-Z hopped on that remix. I mean, it's not even a remix. Jay-Z hopped on the track. I think it's called Drug Deals Anonymous um yeah drug deals anonymous push a t featuring jay-z and that was crazy you know um absolutely ridiculous track i don't know who was produced by i need to find out who was produced by because the, the 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 production is just crazy um but it's good to hear and jay uh, it seemed like they were, like, in the studio together. And they were, like, pushing each other. To, you know, they nobody wanted to be whack. You know, Jay-Z used the damn Daniel. Uh, got the white Vans, you know, with the new white Vans. It was just really, really classic uh, Jay-Z in that track right there. So, it's a lot of good new music coming out. Um, I want to talk about the Troy Ave situation, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not. All I'm going to say is Google Troy Ave uh and and there was a situation in the club last week and he shot somebody or he shot inside of a club I don't know it was it's it's sad because two not I mean two maybe like it might have been like eight or nine years ago I used to write for an online magazine the examiner and I you know I was into music the same way I am now and I wrote an article on how uh dope I thought troy ave was you know 10 years ago young kid from brooklyn he had a nice track i can't remember what the single was but i wrote an article like he's the next big thing and like to see what's happened with his career and how it seems to be turning is 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 tough to watch and not a really good thing for hip-hop right now but um you know america we love our guns man right we love our guns we love our guns why we uh, you know obama said a few years ago we we cling to our guns um going into the main story of the week and the gorilla i you know what i i was going to talk so much about the gorilla i was going to go in you know this event happened shortly after my last episode and so so much has happened in the in the week that has gone by. Everybody and every, everyone and their mother has a think piece about this. We've had Jack Hanna uh, release a statement. We have Gorilla Tabers. We have, you know, entertainers, athletes. Everyone and their mother has an opinion about Harambe the Gorilla. I'm not going to talk about the Gorilla himself um i a a relative theme on my show has been just what a what a dangerous and sour place the internet can be sometimes and how much we get so much of what we think we know from the internet We form our opinions based on what other people write in comment sections on the internet. Uh, I wanted to, I I was, I was grappling with the idea of good parenting. What does it mean to be a good or a bad parent? So, of course, in wake of the guerrilla incident, everyone's calling the mother, a bad mom now i want to say that you know this show is for and and done by a father you know a man and you know i talk a lot about uh i talk a lot about parenting because a lot of times when people talk about parenthood or parenting a lot of times what they really mean is motherhood and so a lot of parenting magazines and books are all pointed towards and targeted to mothers and with that comes it's the gift and the curse for the moms you know because a lot of moms like credit you know moms want credit for everything oh i'm i'm a single mom i did i'm a working mom oh mom mom, mom i'm the mom of the year. i'm superwoman i'm a mom right so they want that credit, but with that comes all of the uh all of the contentious criticism. The vitriol that people are spewing at this woman is mind-blowing to me. And I know that it's only because she's a mom. If you know, people are saying, oh, she should be looking after her kids better. She should do this. Everybody has become a parenting expert, whether they have kids or not. People are looking at this woman and saying, you should have did this. And they're doing it in a way that's so negative and nasty and like that shows no compassion, that shows no understanding, that shows no forgiveness, that shows no mercy that and 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 to me they're only doing this because they feel they have more access to this person because they're a woman right so if this was a father that turned his back and their kid ended up in the ravine of a gorilla exhibit if this was a father i don't think this would be a story because the expectations for fathers are so low and where men and our criticism levels don't even come up close to what of how I'm sorry of how women and mothers are criticized nobody cares about the jobs fathers do if a father turned an eye batted an eye and their son ended up in the ravine of a gorilla exhibit nobody would care because everyone would assume oh, that's just dads, you know what I'm saying, it would have been, it wouldn't have been a thing, because people think dads are so clueless, and, and so, uh, irresponsible, and, 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 and lack the judgment to, to even watch their kids, you know, people still say, you know, that you're babysitting, if you're, uh, you know, if, 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 when you're watching your kids as a dad, So of course, you know, people aren't going to think that, you know, hey, people have so much access to, or think they have so much access to women because they do, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because women put themselves in this like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm the mom of the year, mom, 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 that, you know, people think they can say and do whatever to these women and they have and it's really really not good I'm, I'm i'm saying it like oh tongue in cheek jokingly you know and i joke moms a lot on the show because you know because i can because it's popular because a lot of what i'm saying is true and a lot of what i say goes unsaid in traditional media outlets because all we do so often is put moms on these pedestals and Mom should be put on this pedestal, but with that, becomes so much you know, when you're up on a pedestal, everybody can see you and everybody can um criticize your actions. And all I'm saying is this: um, being a mom, being a parent, being a dad is challenging. There's challenges every day that my experience as a father my wife's experience as a mother of our children is different than the family that's right next door that has very similar makeup there's a husband there's a father there's a mother there's a father there's two kids like our parenting styles are different what's happening in our households are different and what people haven't seen to even talk about in relation to this issue children are different I have so much to say about this. It's like, you know, when a child is talking and they want to tell something to their parents, they're like trying to get the words out and they're like having to stutter. Like, listen, listen, no, 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 no. I have so much to say that every time I take a breath, it's like, I want to say 10 things. But I've come to the, as, as I parent, you know, As I become deeper and deeper, go deeper and deeper into this parenting world, I've come to recognize that there are three variables that are constantly changing when it comes to being a parent. Those variables are, in no particular order, planning, that's a variable. Timing, that's a variable and faith faith slash luck because depending on whether or not you believe in a higher power faith slash luck right planning timing and faith the way that you manipulate those three things it it that's what impacts most your children that's what parenting is right the more and Im- the older our children get, the less we have to stand over them and assume that they are going to listen to us because we're there. You know what I mean? So when they're a baby, when kids are young, you know, you have to stand over them, make sure they don't fall. You know, their bones are brittle. there. Their bones are soft and malleable and they can't sit up on their own. And, you know, so you have to physically be there. And parenting to me is the art of letting go over time, right? That's what being a parent is. Being a parent is letting go over time and hoping and prayerfully you're letting go and you're moving back away at the appropriate times and levels over the extent of their life, right? Children have their own clock, they have their own brain, they have their own actions, they have their own, you know, everything. The way that they process information isn't really dependent upon how they're parented. So, you know, kids make dumb decisions all the time. But as parents, we're there to protect them, to guide them to to direct them in certain paths and it is our hope that as they get older that as we slowly let go of their hands that they're going to use the lessons that we gave them to make appropriate decisions my son this summer is going away for his first overnight camp he'll be 10 next week and, you know, my wife and I thought, you know, now's a good time. Are we nervous? Absolutely. We're, we're terrified, actually. You know, we know he's going to be okay. The camp is about 10 miles away from home. Um, but he's going to, he, we're not going to be there. You know, I told you that he's still having a hard time remembering to brush his teeth in the morning. You know, but we're putting our faith in the fact that we've planned and that the timing is good, him being 10, and we're hoping that things are gonna go well. But we don't know. And what he does when he's not with us, while there's definitely some parallel, some correlation to what we've done and what we do as parents, he has his own complete sack of biology, his own brain, his own cell rotation, like his own everything, his own faith, his own timing and patience. And that, that is going to allow him to make a series of decisions that are going to impact his life. So by no means am I saying that this four-year-old kid that ended up in the moat, you know, Hey, he has free will. He did what he wanted. No. But what I'm saying is it doesn't make this mother a bad mother that she, in that moment, blinked an eye and this kid ended up in the ravine. To me, being a good or bad parent isn't directly relatable or uh, isn't directly connected to the decisions that our kids make. That's TV, you know? That That's what happens on TV. That's what happens when you truncate the story so you see a man on tv a kid on tv you know they make it to the nfl super bowl and i just want to thank my mom she was such a good parent that's that's a truncated thank. that's some truncated thankfulness right there because we don't know if that parent was a good parent or not that's just a short version That's him being on his pedestal, saying like, "I made it. I want to thank my parents. Who else is he gonna thank?" I don't. I mean, so I want us to, you know, stop, uh, stop and think first. Stop and think before we label this woman a bad parent. What does it mean to be a parent in the first place? You know, this whole thing, you know, as a father, we get this a lot. We get this a lot. We take our kids to the park. We drop our kids off at school. We bring our kids lunch from Subway. And we get Father of the Year awards. You know, we buy our kids a new baseball bat and we get congratulations on the back oh you're such a great dad you're always there for your kids you know where the hell else am i supposed to be what else am i supposed to do i'm a good dad because i pick up my son from school i'm a good dad because my wife and i work out a schedule so that she doesn't have to do everything around this damn house that makes is that what makes me a good dad So you see how, like, so even that, like our expectations of fathers are so low that we congratulate men on doing the most mundane things. You know, that has to change our expectations and our, and our, uh, our praise of mothers is so high that we criticize mothers for making the smallest mistakes. So do you see how that works? It's just not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. And it it leads to... It, it perpetuates this imbalance in American households where mothers feel as if they have to do every and anything and fathers get away with doing nothing. And in the household, mothers are tired and exhausted. Fathers are useless and, you know, and, and, and clueless and this balance continues to happen in the household and it leads to marriages failing. It leads to people feeling they're not valued. It leads to people feeling, Hey, I could do more, but you're not going to let me. So I'm just going to chill over here and watch the game. So, I don't know, man. When it comes to the situation with the gorilla, I don't, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not an animal expert. They had to shoot the gorilla. I don't, I, am not commenting on that. I'm not commenting on the racial undertones of this situation. I'm not commenting on the fact that everybody down works for PETA apparently. I'm not commenting on you have uh, a rackload of, of people that have never had children that are making uh comments about what parenting is and 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 who's a good and bad parent i'm not commenting on that i'm just looking at on the surface level what's being said and done to this woman um what we can take from this and how we can like how we can enhance the conversation in our households about uh i think there's an element of forgiveness here not even not forgiveness not forgiveness because Lord knows if that child if that child if something would have happened to the child it would have been very hard for America for her family for the people that are closest to her and the people that don't know her at all to forgive her. Um, depending on how you look at it luck or faith timing or planning made it so that child did not get hurt. Um, it's. It can be said that being a parent there's no such thing to me this is uh, and i'm and i'm formulating this thought on the spot so it might not come out as smooth as it is in my head to me there's no such thing as good or bad parents to me there's no such thing as a good or a bad parent for the most of us you know and I know some of you are like, yeah, there is. What about the drug dealers? What about the people that leave their kids abandoned? Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, you guys. Okay, I see you in the rafters. Relax. There's always outliers, there's people that are extreme on both ends. But in the most part, for the most part, parents, in my view, and what I've seen, do the best of what they can do within their limitations. Right? Sometimes we put our kids first. Sometimes we don't. Surprise, surprise! People without kids are like, "Oh, you should always put your kids first." Moms will tell you, "Oh, I always put my kids first." People will tell you, "Oh, I always put..." My-. No, you don't. Stop. You don't. There are times when you don't. There's times when we should, and we don't. There's times when we should, and we do. There's times when we don't and that we just don't because we don't want to <laughs> you know what I'm saying like parenting is like it, it, there's so many variables that go into this parenting thing that you can't be a good or bad parent you do what you can in various moments throughout the situation throughout whatever situation it is that you're in last story don't be out of here. I went to uh i told you a few weeks ago my daughter had a recital uh for her school it was really cute really nice afterwards we went to dinner we went to one of those kobe uh one of those you know japanese grill spots where they cook the food in front of you and you know it had been a long day you know it's family rounds, it a lot of people a lot of kids around and i've been known to i told all of you that like uh, sometimes like when there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of talking banging screaming children like it just puts my nerves on end and so my nerves were on end and we're at the 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 japanese spot and i'm sitting next to my daughter and my son's sitting next to her so i'm kind of like you know getting their food together and you know they're at the age now where they don't do nothing but talk they are just non-stop talking and sometimes when i get frustrated i don't want to hear it but in this moment you know i'm just doing I'm, i'm there and i'm like yes okay they're asking questions they're asking questions about the fire and the hot and my daughter's scared of the flames. And you know how it is when you go to these places, it's a lot of noise, right? Because the guy's in front of you on the little grill, he's like, Oh, look, ooh, ooh, volcano. Nah, 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 nah. Ah, yeah, everybody's clapping, and it's like, oh, look, egg roll. Oh ah. you know, it's like, oh my God, you know. And, you know, he's flipping things around and turning the, uh, the the spatula and banging it. Oh, and everybody's like, yay. And my son and daughter's like, oh, daddy, I'm scared. You know, so like, that's what it sounded like to me. It was like, blah, blah, and roll. <laughs> oh, flame. Oh, volcano. And so my nerves were frazzled. Uh, I was frazzled to the death. I was like, I'm not going to make it. I need to excuse myself and go outside and smoke. And I don't even smoke. Um. So, <laughs> uh, so somebody, I can't remember if it was my mom or if it was my friend's mom that said, you know, my son was asking questions about the fire and my daughter was asking questions and, you know, don't be scared, uh. And I'm trying, I'm explaining it and I, you know, I, I'm being somewhat patient, you know, because it was a learning, envi- it was a learning opportunity. And my son was like, oh, how does the fire, you know, where does it come from? And why is he using that? And What's that? And so I'm just taking my time and explaining like, well, you know, probably in that little squirt can, there's vinegar. And when you put the vinegar with the oil and the flame, it causes it to go up in the air and it's science. And I'm trying to turn this into a learning environment. And one of the mothers, either my mother or somebody said, um, you know, you know, Mike, you're such a good dad. And I looked over. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take that as a compliment right now. But I felt like such a bad dad because I was so frazzled and so like on edge. And my kids weren't even doing anything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So whoever saying I was a good dad in that moment, it was like it felt like. A slap in the face because I know internally I was so frustrated and so like I was telling everybody at the table to shut the hell up in my head. I, I was t- like that's what I was doing. And so at that moment it's like oh being a good dad isn't about what I do. It's about how what I do is perceived. You know what I'm saying? Like being a good parent is not about what you do in that moment because they don't know they don't know what happens behind closed doors people only know what they see out in public it's all about how they think you are and if you're a mother and the things that you do are perceived in this way if you're a father the things that you do are perceived with a completely different lens that's all it is that's all i was like oh i was just like thank you i was like if you only knew what was going on in my head that's what i said like if you only knew what i was experiencing this moment in my heart like you wouldn't say that because i want everyone to stop talking forever um but anyhow that's that's what i want to say this, this this episode is really not about the gorilla it has nothing to do with the gorilla it has nothing to do with the zoo it has everything to do with parenting and, and and what it means, and criticism, and forgiveness, and faith, and remembering that parenting is all about those three things, right? Timing, planning, and your faith, and, and managing those things over the lifetime of another completely separate human being. And if you're not a parent, <clears throat> Uh, if you don't live with these children twenty four hours a day for years at a time, and you have them on weekends, or you, you can't really, you can't really fathom how those variables are constantly changing and how those variables impact with the other variables in your life. So thank y'all for tuning in, yo. I'm really excited because in the next few weeks, I'm going to open up this podcast and start having conversations with some friends, with some people. I'm going to try to use the technology of getting folks on the phone. I know I've been saying that from the beginning, but I think we're finally primed enough, and I think people understand my voice enough to really want to get on and share some things with me. I have people like, oh, I want to talk about that with you. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to work this and use the Skype thing um, and make that happen. Um, uh, But stay tuned, stay tuned. We have some great things coming up from... The idea of manhood. This is episode 34 of Five Mics. Husband, Father, Educator, Writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Uh, and I'll see you next time. Peace.